Everything from groceries to gas is going up in price, leaving many people with less money to spend on rent. But rent is going up too. According to Redfin, rents have been on the rise since January of 2021, with the median cost up roughly $400 a month during that time. The median price of rent is now north of $2,000 a month nationally, and it's even higher in Chicago, where the median rent is more than $2,500 a month. So here with more is Connor Malloy. He directs the Rentervention Project at the Lawyers Committee for Better Housing. Welcome, Connor. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So how much has rent gone up in Chicago in the past few months? Yeah, I, I can't say with any real specificity, but you know, the, the thing that we notice from time to time is you know, folks being sort of forced into a corner and signing on you know, to a lease and you know, not having some of these other things in mind, like you just mentioned, the other household expenses, which can definitely tighten it up when it comes to paying rent or some sort of bloated rent payment. Yeah. How does it compare to pre-pandemic rents? Well, you know, everything has been shaken up quite a bit. And, and the courts, you know, especially for evictions and starting to, you know, with, with people being relocated, you know, it, it's still trying to find its, its level. You know, if I had to shoot from the hip here, and take a look at things. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the big thing that folks need to, to remember, and, you know, this, this comes with renters' rights for folks here in Chicago, that if your landlord wants to raise your rent, and, you know, Illinois is a, you can't have rent control in Illinois. It would be unconstitutional to do so. Mm-hmm. But in Chicago, if a landlord wants to raise your rent and you've been at a property for between six months, between six months and up to three years, they need to give you a 60-day notice before they do it. That That's if you're on a yearly lease, you know, at the end of your lease, or if you're on a month-to-month lease, they have to do that. Right. And if you've been in a property for more than, 100, uh, more than three years, they have to give you 120 days notice to be able to either raise your rent or terminate your lease. So, you know, that, that's real big for people because sometimes they get some sticker shock and the landlord wants to jack up rents, and really lawfully, they they can't do it. Right, right. Um, how does the the rent increase that we're seeing in Chicago? How does it vary by neighborhood, Connor? Yeah. So, yeah. Before I worked for Lawyers Committee for Better Housing, I used to represent landlords as well. And one of the things that some landlords will take into account is not just increasing costs of you know, taxes, utilities, and, and the rest to be able to maintain certain properties. But for some people, the you know, landlords will see certain demographics as being higher risks. And you know, here in Chicago, you're going to see it in certain community areas, wards, zip codes, what have you, is you know, certain, a certain demographic is going to be locked into that area. And you know, I guess if a, if a certain policy quacks like a duck, it is a duck. And if some people think that there's a racial bias here, more than likely, that's true. Mm. Uh, and landlords will you know, disproportionately affect people and raise up rents uh, on folks just because they think that they're a heightened risk for eviction or won't be able to abide by their lease. You know, the most recent report from Redfin did show signs that the increases might actually be slowing down. Are you feeling hopeful? Yeah, it's from solely from a uh, you know getting people housing and keeping people in a, in a nice, stable environment for their families. You know, by goodness, yes. Uh, you know, it's it's paramount. You know, in order for people to have you know, to thrive, is having that housing stability in their corner for certain.
I want to bring in another guest here from the North Spalding Renters Association. He's asked to be called Gregory due to fear of landlord retaliation. Hi, Gregory. Welcome to Reset. Hey, Sasha. How you doing? Hi, Connor. Doing Hi. good. Thanks for joining us. Tell us more about what the uh, North Spalding Renters Association does and, and how it got started. Okay. Um, uh, NSRA um, was started by um, our good friend and comrade, Kat. Um, and they uh, started this uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic in response to, um, well, it's, it's, a, it's a well-known story now, but um, they uh, organized their building, um, recognizing that a lot of people were uh, about to be laid off um, and managed to secure um, a couple months of uh, rent-free living um, for, the, uh, for the tenants with them. Um, since then, We've grown um, and we organize specifically under the landlord known as Mark Fishman, who um, more or less dominates the uh, neighborhood of Logan Square Mm -hmm. uh, as well as elsewhere. And um, we uh, attempt to organize in his buildings um, and with the uh, idea being that uh, tenant union organization is direct politics as opposed or beside to indirect politics that take the legislative, the juridical or the electoral route. While we recognize that those are important, we find that tenant organization, direct action uh, works. And um, furthermore, uh, at the moment, at the time, the action itself improves the quality of life within these buildings Mm -hmm. for the tenants by creating communities, uh, creating neighborly environments, helping us um, deal with the problems by recognizing that we all share them. And through this, we gain our power through this, we uh, we confront the landlord. This yeah. and, and I mean, it's worth noting, though tenant organizing is legally protected, landlords may, of course, not be fans. How did your landlord initially respond to your start? Um, well, um, the, the the Mark Fishman has typically um, thus far seemed to uh Kind of ignore us at this uh, at this point, and I I have I'm a new I'm I'm a newer um, I'm a newer recruit. Um, I, I I joined about two years after the formation, um, and most of our work thus far is underground, um, and we are slowly in places when we feel it's tactically appropriate, uh, coming above ground, uh, as you can uh, as you can tell by yeah. making a radio appearance. Um, so we uh, think very very, very critically about these kinds of tactics, what to do um, conspicuously, what to do not so much. Um, we, we take those decisions uh, seriously, and uh, I, I can't speak much more to them because yeah. we have to uh, apply tactics on a case-to-case basis, uh, depending on the conditions at hand and the things that the landlord uh, confronts us with on any given day. Yeah. Connor, uh, you know, landlords argue that uh, due to inflation, of course, and, and property tax increase, they have no choice but to rent uh, to raise the rent, right? So that we're clear, help us understand what types of costs are rising for landlords right now? For landlords, you know, it, it's some landlords might even be taking on, uh, you know, extra costs uh, because of their concerns about uh, missing out on rent. You know, some of them might be reeling still from over the last two years. So there's some programs out there for uh, insurance policies where they might be able to recoup type, those types of things, you know, while those are completely you know, discretionary. 
but you, know, you, you might see, you'd be seeing other uh, areas where they're making certain improvements to the unit. Mm-hmm. It would certainly be ideal to, to, raise, to raise the rents, uh, you know, to be able to recoup some of the, the costs and expenditures from that. Um, but you're going to also have a handful that are going to say, well, if the market dictates that I can raise my rent you know, just because, then I'm going to go ahead and, and jump in the pool. And, and you'll you'll see that you know more often than not, as far as I see. Gregory, how much did your rent go up over the past few years? Um, well, um, so I'll say one thing. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll answer that. I'll say one thing that um, these conversations about affordable housing, rent control, things like this, they presuppose and take uh, as a point of departure um, a society that is organized uh, by markets and money. Um, I, I reject this out of hand, um, and it would be my intention to abolish the state affairs entirely, abolish rent. Now, um, as long as you know, markets and money are left to determine um, people's proximity to the means of life, um, the central one being their shelter, as long as uh, this is left to the market to determine this, it will never be solved, ever. It will never be solved, okay? One people, one person sleeping under the bridge is one, one person too many. Okay, my rent, um, my rent has. Uh, I moved in during. The, I moved in to the building I'm in, with the explicit intention of organizing this building, and my lease is not up until March. But everybody else has seen the rents go up. <clears throat> the in-place rents, the the, the the rents, the rent renewals they're offering from anywhere between 15 to 20 percent. Yeah. But because we are able to talk to one another, because we have such a wide network operating within these buildings. We know what each other are paying, and we have developed a, a, a successful tactical approach to negotiating our rents. And everybody thus far who has, well, with the exception of one, I, I, won't, I won't lie, um, everybody with the exception of one who has negotiated using methods we developed together only because we decide to talk to one another, all of these tenants have managed to keep their rent increases below 9% as opposed to everybody else whose rent was going up 15, 16, 17, 18%. And when when those tenants say no, when they move out, when they move out because they can't afford this, which make no mistake, this is eviction. Raising rents to a a, a place where people cannot afford it is eviction, period. But when people have to move out for this reason and they can't afford it, they market the rents, they call that asking rent, for maybe 25% more. And then a new tenant moves in paying that price, thus raising the level that they can justify lifting all the renewals after that. Yeah. So we're seeing by and large 15, 17, 18% unless we negotiate. That's a lot. Uh, Connor, you mentioned briefly earlier, there is no rent control here in this state. Uh, What resources, because we're short on time here, what resources do you recommend now for folks listening, uh, renters looking to challenge their landlord in court perhaps? So, you know, if the renter is challenging something where, you know, they receive a notice that says that the rent is going to get raised, um, you know, as I mentioned, it's a fairly new law that's in the books on how much timing at least the landlord needs to give. But, you know, strictly from a legal perspective, you know, they might be able to challenge the notice and buy themselves some time. And if people go to rentervention.com or lcbh.org, they can get additional assistance. But you know, sort of in line you know, with uh, with the other guests here, where you know, if tenants are interested in organizing, they can always visit uh, Metropolitan Tenants Organization. That's tenant-rights.org, mm-hmm. uh, and 
they have plenty of tools for people to you know help folks organize because at the end of the day you know like lawyers and in the law we only have a certain tool set right it really comes down to self empowerment and you know building that sense of community which is definitely has a has a fantastic byproduct to it other than uh you know creating a bulwark against a, a landlord who might be taking advantage of folks what's protecting renters if if landlords try to evict their tenants if they push back you know, asking for lower rent or for better service. So the the thing here is, um, if there's something wrong with the unit, like the landlord isn't upholding their end of the bargain, it isn't maintaining the unit properly, or if the tenant maybe organizes or contacts a local official about some malfeasance inside the unit, things like that, there's something under the Chicago Residential Landlord Tenant Ordinance, you know, the big body of law that, that protects tenants and landlords. Uh, but it's called retaliation. Yeah. And so if a landlord engages in something, like let's say you complain to an alderman about your landlord and they got wind of it, and then the landlord decides the next day, well, I'm going to jack up your rent or I'm going to give you an eviction notice. If anything like that is done within a year of the original event where the tenant tried to actualize their rights, that's considered retaliation. And that could be fatal to a landlord's eviction case or taking other sorts of action. Uh, and and judges will look at it with sort of a thumb on the scale to say, all right, tell me this, tell me how this wasn't retaliation. Yeah. Uh, and and so that's a significant protection for for tenants. But unfortunately, you have to find your way to court, right? To right. Be able to make that argument. Connor Malloy is the Rentervention Project Director at the Lawyers Committee for Better Housing, and Gregory is a spokesperson for the North Spalding Renters Association. Thank you both. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We've got more for you on the podcast, WBEZ's Reset, wherever you listen.